Hey folks, it's JK. Just wanted to say thank you for choosing to press play on today's episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. What you will hear in today's episode is a conversation that I had with Nick Wingo about his experience going through the 75 Hard Challenge. Now, as I've always mentioned in previous episodes, especially when they deal with a particular topic or when the guest is brought on with the context being a specific topic, in this case being the 75 Hard Challenge, even if you may not initially be uh, attracted to the 75 Hard Challenge, it's not something that you're really interested in doing in your life, I do still think that there's something to be said for gaining some perspective or at least listening to the point of view uh, that Nick brings to the table around how he completed that particular challenge. Uh, As a fire medic in the Colorado area, Nick faces a pretty decent amount of challenges on his day-to-day job. So I found it very interesting that despite that, he decided to go ahead and take on uh, what I feel like is one of the more difficult mindset challenges uh, that's out there today. So for those of you who are not familiar with the 75 Hard Challenge, it's a program created by Andy Frisella where you complete a certain number of tasks for 75 days straight without fail. So in this particular episode, we will use 75 Hard as the foundation. However, you're going to hear quite a bit uh, that Nick will share with you around not only the strategies that he used in order to work through that particular program, but also some of the different things that he faces in his job, in his life. And I think that those are lessons that can be applied to other challenges that we may all face. So at the base of it, this podcast uh, has always been and will continue to be about just gaining different perspectives. Sometimes the topics may be controversial. Sometimes they may not be. Sometimes it's just about taking something and hearing about it from a different person's point of view. So uh, all that being said, that's exactly why I wanted to have Nick on. I'm very familiar with the 75 Hard Challenge. However, I really wanted to get his perspective on it, why he got into it, the strategies that he used to successfully complete it, and then what's up next for him. So again, thank you so much for choosing to press play. I really appreciate it. Enjoy today's episode. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. I'm your host, JK, and I am joined today by my good friend, Nick Wingo. Nick, how's it going? Good, JK. I really appreciate you bringing me on. I'm super excited to have this conversation. Yeah, man, we were saying this is uh, this is long overdue uh, because not only have we been connected for a while now, uh, but also I had been a guest on your podcast, which I was extremely humbled by and really appreciated. And uh, it's one of those things where you got like, man, I got to get this person on and I want to get this person on. Um, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't have a super long list, but you were on my list, so... Uh, I'm glad we were able to make this happen. So again, really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to start off as I normally do with giving some context just into how we know each other and uh, then also what inspired me to reach out to have you on. So first, uh, Nick and I uh, are familiar with each other through a company that um, I work for and then he is a client of Peak Optimization Performance. Uh, So uh, unsolicited plug for the POP family. Uh, But each each weekday morning, we have what are called daily intentions calls. And on those calls, uh, we have folks that will uh, hop on 
and myself and one of the other coaches uh, run the call. Well, now I, I'm even hesitant to say we run the call. We come up with a topic and then we just we just let it roll and let people just share their insight. And then we end the call by setting some sort of a specific intention that we've got for the day. And I want to say, Nick, were you an OG on that call? Were you yep. on from day one? From day think, one, right? Yeah. 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 I was, so, you know, it was, uh, it was one other person and then I jumped in like the last couple minutes. Right. Oh, Cause I woke yeah. up late. I jumped on the last couple minutes and then that was the, yeah. I, I've only missed maybe one cause of work, but yeah. 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 Maybe. And we'll, we'll get into that too. Cause, uh, cause work is your work is super, super interesting. Um, but we do these calls each morning and on these calls and for frame of reference here, these calls are at 6 AM central, which is you're in Colorado. So that's five your time, correct? Yep, 5 AM. Yeah. Yeah. So we are early, early. Um, and we just, uh, like I said, we talk about a particular topic, typically something development based or uh, mindset based, habit based, something like that. And then we start, um, we just identify what we're going to accomplish for the day. But one of the things that really has stood out to me has been uh, just the consistent number one, the consistent attendance, but also the uh, consistent perspective that Nick is always willing to share. Uh, and as somebody myself who is always looking to try and gather more perspective uh, in a lot of different areas, I've really appreciated what he's brought to the calls. So that also is somewhat of the catalyst to why I wanted to have him on. And also, we got to give him uh, the big the big award here because he has now completed the 75 hard program. So that I definitely had to have him on after that so that we could chop it up about that experience. So uh, that's my long-winded introduction. So what I'd like to do, let me turn it over to you and have you just talk a little bit about uh, who you are. Uh, your job, I think, is super interesting. You're involved in a few different, well, your jobs, let's say, are super interesting. You're involved yeah. in a few different things. But if you want to start just by uh, general, let's say general profile of who you are and what you do. Great. Uh, I, again, I just really appreciate you having me on your podcast. I was super excited to do this one. So, um, yeah, it's really appreciated. So about me, I'm uh, 36 years old. I have been a firefighter for 17 years. So since I was basically, since I was out of high school, pretty much. And that has really been a big part of who I am and, and what has shaped me into who I am. So I'm a Colorado native. Uh, born and raised in Colorado. I got out of high school, thought I was going to go into college and play football, and that just didn't work out. Um, so by chance, I tried <clears throat> tried out going to a community college uh, in a fire academy. And when I did that, that transitioned into becoming a resident firefighter in a mountain area department. Um, and from there, I got promoted to an engineer. Um, and then I moved into a busier area um, in the city. So in a, a suburb of Denver is where I'm working now, uh, where I became a paramedic. So I've, I've worked kind of every spot in the fire department other than that officer role. And right now, often because I'm pretty tenured, I do step in and do what we call acting in that position. Um, and so I'm very well versed in uh, being a firefighter. And I've had just countless experiences. For whatever reason, I've got this, what, what's considered in the industry, a black cloud that follows me. Uh, and so often when I walk in, people are like, oh, oh no, like here's Wingo, here, here we go. This is going to be, <laughs> it's going to be quite the day. Um, you know, I've just, okay. 
yeah, I've just had just really crazy experiences that are not normal. I mean, you talk to some people who are more tenured than me and they're like, dude, I've been doing this for 30 years and I've never had these type of things happen that, that you've had happen to you. And I, I don't know why or what the reasoning is, but it's really shaped my perspective. Um, and when Corona started and we started doing this daily intentions, I, I was really starting to really um, transform myself into a new, a new person. I went to a crucible event that was about a year and a half prior, about a year and a half ago from now. Um, and that was kind of what started my transformation journey. And then I went to Uganda on a medical mission. I had a coworker that passed away uh, uh, that we took his ashes to Burning Man, which was a very unique experience. Uh, and so I just have all these really unique experiences that I've had throughout my lifetime. Um, and that's why I started my podcast was that I was, you know, I was like, hey, I got these really unique experiences and this really unique perspective that I can offer to people. And I really, really enjoy helping people. And I help, I really enjoy helping people find the good in them. You know, that's one of my passions is like, how can I help you find you and find the greatness that you have inside of you that you don't see inside of you? Yeah, that's, that's huge. And uh, number one, I appreciate you uh, being able to share some of those details. And I, I did want to make sure that you uh, gave a plug for your podcast. So your podcast is called Building Grit, uh, One Call at a Time. And it is, um, I really have enjoyed the episode so far uh, because you share, like I said, an interesting perspective. I remember even from the very first one um, about, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to massacre the details because, you know, I'm never really great with details, but I remember the first one being about basically a guy that was like a drug overdose, I think. Right. Yeah. And he was basically going nuts Yep. and you were having to figure out how exactly you're going to do your job while you got this guy completely going nuts. Right. On yeah. you. Well, and that, yeah. that, the whole premises behind that was here. I picked this, uh, it was actually a female, uh, here I picked this, oh, fe- sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. So I picked this female patient up from the middle of a yard and uh, my rookie partner gave a drug that is called Narcan. Well, my rookie firefighter gave too much of what that Narcan is. You're supposed to give like a quarter of what she, she gave. And that patient woke up instantly and started accosting me. And so I was in this position of like, hey, I've just saved this person's life. Literally, we've just saved her life. And now she was telling me um, that I was. I, I don't want to, because we're trying to keep this pretty PC, but she was calling me things and saying things that I did that was not my character whatsoever. And it was very frustrating. Yeah. I, I remember as soon as I heard that first episode, I was like, well, this one's, man, this is going to be a wild ride. So it's been a, it's been really encouraging and entertaining at the same time to, uh, to tune in and listen to all those. So uh, for those that are tuning into this one, I do recommend you check his podcast out. It's available on pretty much all the, uh, the uh, podcast platforms. So, all right, with that being said, because uh, you and I can go in about 52 plus different directions. Absolutely. So we're going to, we're going to try focused. and stay somewhat focused. Yeah. So, all right. So you have recently completed the 75 hard challenge. So, uh, for those who are not familiar with the 75 hard challenge, um, I'm, I'm not going to go through and recap it because I think, I think I've done a couple of different episodes where I've talked about it um, with my own experience the first time or my first attempt at it. 
Um, also, uh, Nick has covered it um, on his podcast, and I'm assuming there'll probably be some future stuff there. But if you'd like to look up uh, all of the just the the things around 75 Hard and where it came from, uh, you can reference uh, Andy Frisella. And you can find that online. We are going to go through kind of item by item what the different things were and what your approach was because I'm very interested in that because um, it's it's always interesting to me to interact with people who are going through that particular program and how they're navigating it with the lifestyle that they have because I've interacted with a decent amount of people who've either completed it or attempted it and no two lifestyles are the same. And especially with you being a fire medic and working, uh, what, at least 48 hour shifts, correct? 48 on the two days on four days off. It was was quite unique experience for me. Yes. So I'm super interested to see how you navigated your way through that because you are now on the other side. You have crossed to the other side. So um, first thing I'd like to do is um, let's, let's start with why did you decide to do the 75 hard challenge? Absolutely. That's a great question. And so it's funny because the daily intention calls is what stem from this. And so I'm super grateful for the daily intention calls because it was like this domino for me that uh, has been a whirlwind of just change in my life. Um, and so I appreciate you taking the initiative to start those uh, because this has led to huge change for me. And so when we started doing the daily intentions, you, you're very humble and you kind of just, which I really appreciate, and you kind of just like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm doing this thing. And, um, you know, one of your things was like, hey, that my daily intention is I'm doing this thing. And you had said that one of your daily, that one day that you were going to stick to your 75 heart. And I was like, what's the 75 heart? And then we had kind of some back and forth conversation about it uh, outside of the daily intention call. And a, a podcast I had listened previous to hearing about you doing 75 hard had mentioned um, how important it was when, if you're in a growth mindset, that if you heard something that you felt like you should do and it made your gut turn and made you super uncomfortable, that you should probably lean into that because that's where the the most growth is going to come. And so I I looked at 75 hard, very hard, and I I got super uncomfortable and I got that like twisting in my gut where I was like, ooh, like, oh man, this looks tough. It's called 75 hard for a reason. And when I felt that feeling, I stopped for a second and I thought, what have I ever done in my lifetime for 75 days straight? And I could not come up with anything. There was nothing that I could come up with. And I thought to myself, like, man, that's not great that I can't, like, I can't even come up with anything that I've not done for 75 days. And with me being in this growth mindset and me trying to better myself every day, I I realized that 75 hard was what was going to start to project me forward and give me the momentum that I was looking for. And so uh, you had said, Hey, you know, like, I'm not telling you to do this thing. I'm just telling you what this thing is. So like, kind of like the, don't blame me when you jump into this because you definitely want to do it, but it it was what I needed and it's what I wanted to do. And being on the other side of it now, I'm so happy and grateful that I found out about it because it has changed me. Uh, tenfold for the better. There's so many things that I'm, I'm different, uh, including my physique, you know, 30, 35 pounds lighter. Uh, my mindset, my ability to 
just do more things on a daily basis. You know, it, it really has changed a lot of, of who I am. Yeah, I, I know I've, I've uh, in some way, shape or form, I've asked you that question before. And uh, I always draw something new out of it each time that you share your why behind getting it started. In fact, we, we talked about it as you were going through. And I, I find that really interesting to have that mindset and that um, just that belief of when there's something that just really, I'm, I'm going to use the word discomfort. And that's a bit of me kind of projecting my, my focus for 2020, which I've been pretty open about is openly choosing discomfort. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I hear you saying is you made a decision that from a growth mindset standpoint, part of that growth is if there's something that makes you uncomfortable or something that just feels, feels like going to knock you out of your comfort zone and uh, not, I mean, just not be something that you necessarily would automatically run to then check yourself and actually run to it, like get into it and lean into it. And uh, I think that that right there kind of sets the tone uh, for what your journey looked like, because I'm, I'm wondering, you know, did you, did you question yourself going into it as to whether or not it would, it, you were set up for success doing this? So let me ask you, let me say it this way. Some people, because uh, I've had a bunch of conversations with people about 75 hard. So some people will look at it and they'll see the challenge. And before they commit to it, they have to have a very specific plan of, well, I'm, I'm not going to commit to this because I just, you know, it'd be too difficult to do it now. But I know that I could do it if I start on July 15th because I've already, you know, I have a family vacation that's planned you know, mid-June, that sort of thing. So did you look ahead to what's planned in between now and then or anything like that? There's a couple of things that come up from this that I want to talk about. Number one, I totally went into this of like the timing thing because one of my, I know it's it probably seems silly to a lot of people, but one of my biggest hurdles was doing that outdoor workout. And I thought to myself, like, hey, I'm timing this perfect because the weather, it's the summertime. Like, I'm not going to get rained on. I'm not going to have this happen. I'm not going to have that happen. And oh, how I was humbled several times because I got rained on like four times. Yeah, it probably everything you thought was not going to happen happened. It totally did. Plus some. Oh, and you know, yeah. it's so funny because you, when you go into this and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. Um you're like, ah, you know, this, ah, this is going to be the perfect time. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm lined up to do this. And there's, you know, the summertime that the outdoor workout, I'm not going to get rained on. I'm not going to have this happen. I'm not going to have, well, I'm just telling you, if you're going to do this thing, like get ready. Cause it's going to happen. It's going to, things are going to happen that you were not expecting. And that's the whole point behind this is you're going to have to learn how to pivot. And that's a difficult thing to do for some people. Uh, you know, another thing that comes, that comes up from this is that, Something that I've really leaned into and something that I'm kind of it, I'm developed myself into and something that is a model that I'm living by is perfection will not lead to action. Action is what leads to perfection. And so often in life, too often, we, we want perfect action, right? And there is no such thing as perfect action. It just doesn't exist because here's what happens is you say what you just said, Oh, but I need to start on this day because of this, or I need to light up this because of this. Well, guess what? You are, if you're in that mindset, 
you are always going to find a reason why not. When you make messy action and you make the first messy action, that's when your life starts to lead to perfection. Because now instead of going, instead of finding a reason all the time or an excuse to get out of things, now you're starting with everything you do to go, hey, I'm just going to do this thing and I'm going to live in this moment, right? And so for me, 75 hard has made me realize that I'm going to live right now in this time and I can't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because I can only control this, this perfect, I can only control this moment right now. And so I learned that you can plan for the future, but worrying about the future is just going to set you up for failure. Yeah. Well, well said, very well said. All right. Well, um, so before we go through the different tasks that you have to complete as part of the challenge, you have to complete them daily. Uh, one other question that I have for you. So at the end of this, you know, we'll definitely have a better understanding of what your learning was not just not from the program, but really about yourself and how you would describe yourself. But what I'd like you to do, if at all possible, is go back and in general, how would you describe yourself, your lifestyle, your motivation, your drive, like those sorts of things? How would you describe yourself prior to 75 hard? And I know that this is impossible. As my grandfather says, though, how be ever? What I'd like you to do is try to describe yourself, not in comparison to what you are now or who you are now, because the, 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 the tagline is we ain't the same. So you're not the same. There's some things that are just not the same 75 or now what? 77 days later. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 78, 78 days. Yeah. <laughs> but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> so things that are not the same 78 days later. Yeah. Yeah. But if you go back to kind of who, who you were, your routine, things like that, how would you describe yourself 78 days ago? So 78 days ago, I was someone who was thinking more, but I didn't know what that looked like. And so when I jumped into this, I was trying the, my very hardest to figure out how I was going to get control over my nutrition it was a big thing for me because I had gotten a uh, carotid artery scan this last year, and I had very early signs of arterial wall hardening in my um, in my arteries. And so I had this thing blindside me and slap me in the face and go, hey, if you don't fix your nutrition, you are going to have problems. And so I was seeking something that could help me and project me into getting control over that. And I was still the one that was eating a spoonful of my kid's mac and cheese, taking a bite of the cookie, taking a bite of the cake. In the firehouse, there is constantly stuff dropped off on a consistent basis. And it's difficult to maneuver through that and avoid that. Um, so I was the one that was like, ah, oh, it's okay. I don't need to track that. I don't need to write that down. Like it's not going to affect me. And um, yeah, that's obviously that's, that's changed significantly, but yeah, at that time I was just someone who was try really trying to find myself and figure out how to maneuver through, um, who I was and where I was headed. And I didn't have a lot of direction to be honest with you. Okay. So that's, uh, I think that's a, a really good, you brought up some really good points and really, uh, solid ways 
to help visualize kind of who you were, how you were feeling, and some very specific things that you knew just needed to be different. That's that's the thing, and that's uh, there's something I can relate to there because it's very similar to how I first felt when I went into my health and fitness journey, which now we're looking maybe ten ish years ago that I first actually took it seriously, and uh, there there really wasn't anything. So for me, there wasn't anything that was like a specific medical thing or anything like that, or an overall dissatisfaction. It was just I knew that I could do better, and I wasn't a lazy individual or anything like that. It was just I knew there was another there was another level that could be gotten to. And I also knew I, I was not going to back off of, you know, what my focus was as far as wanting to work. Cause I work quite a bit. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to necessarily be the person that was going to get 12 hours of sleep every night. So I was like, well, the one thing I can do, I can at least try and move a bit better. And I can try to at least let's work on some moderation. I wasn't ready to cut anything out. This was like 10 years ago. And now, you know, fast forward 10 years, uh, still progress is progress, but it's, it's definitely been a journey, but I can really relate to just that initial, just, you know what, there's, I know I can do better. I know I can do more because it's certainly not like you hadn't accomplished quite a bit in your life leading up to this. Yeah, you know, I I had a lot going for me. I mean, I you know, one of the things I leaned into is I was always super strong. Um, So I always, I was always, um, I was always leaning into the fact like, hey, you know, I've got this really strong um, foundation. I just had some some fat over the top of myself, and I lead hard into that. Like, oh, you know, I mean, I was at at one point I was bench pressing 405 pounds and squatting 500 pounds. And so I really leaned into like, Hey, I, you know, I may not be super lean, but I'm fit. The reality was when that came up, it was like, you think that you're fit, but you're not like your insides are starting to show that. Yeah, dude, like you need to change something, something yeah. needs to change. That's uh, uh, I'm, I'm laughing here because uh, I just recently had this, that conversation with someone around fitness, which is, I might do a a separate episode on that, just the definition of fitness and what fitness actually is. And uh, spoiler alert for anybody, uh, it is possible to be fit and have a six pack, but it's also possible to be fit and not have a six pack too. So um, just a a heads up. Um, I don't want to offend my friends who do have six packs. So (laughs) just throwing that out there. Uh, all right. So let's jump into the different tasks and um, how you attacked those. So the first one that I'm going to bring up is the daily workouts. So one of the tasks is that you must work out two times in the day. Each workout needs to be 45 minutes in length. They do need to be two separate workouts. So working out for one hour and a half does not work. So they need to be two separate 45 minute workouts. One of those workouts has to be outdoor. And for some clarification, workout means physical activity. So if it's a walk, that's fine. If it's uh, yoga, that's fine. If it's a bike ride, that's fine. Um, Because I think sometimes people hear workout 
and then all of a sudden they think you're doing like I'm throwing it back to like CrossFit. They think you're doing hero watts twice a day for every day. And I'm like, that is, that is not, that's not what's going on. So talk to me a bit about uh, what your plan of attack was on that, especially with your work, your work schedule that had to be very interesting. Yeah. So the, you know, uh, Andy says that there's like no options. There's no getting out of what, what he sets as the rules. And so um, the workouts was, I, I got to be honest with you, there was a few times where I had to, because of that 45 minute stipulation that when I was at work, I had to go work out like four, I think the record was five times to get my workout in at work. Oh, and that was brutal. I mean, there was that day I was like, I was, I, was, I got to tell you, I was almost like, is, is this really what I want to do? And I'm like, I can't, like, I can't quit because I've committed to do this thing. But I, it was frustrating. Um, so, but I, I did it obviously, uh, you know, how I set myself up for success is that I had to get up and walk in the morning first thing. Uh, so the days, my 48 hour shifts, I would get up uh, and I would go walk before I went to work because then that knocked out at least one of my workouts before I got on shift. Uh, and then when I got to shift right, right out of the hole, I would get that, try to get that 45 minute workout in. Um, and then the second day of my shift. I would need to get up early because that's the, for whatever reason, between like 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. is the least amount of calls we receive. And so I was able to um, every time get through my 45 minute workout without being in a 45 minute walk without being interrupted. Surprisingly enough, I, I can't believe it. Um, yeah, that's okay. I, I never got interrupted with that portion. I it got interrupted when I was lifting was when I always would get interrupted because it'd be, you know, I'd be nine, 10 o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and those were the ones that I would, I would get interrupted on. Interesting. Now that's, yeah, I find that really interesting because I just want to remind folks for context, you're a fire medic. So you, you don't get to say, hang on, we'll get to that call. Um, as soon as I get back from my lift like you don't have that option so if if you're because we've even been on calls before when you've gotten a call and you've had to had to head out right. so um that yeah to me if if i'm the out well i am from the outside i'm not you so from the outside looking in to me that would be one of the hey you you have that gut check early on of are you really going to commit to this because you know, I think my schedule is unpredictable. No, your schedule is unpredictable um, because I, I have like a business that closes and I have, you know, messages that I don't necessarily have to respond to immediately. Uh, you know, of course, I've got, you know, a family, so there may be emergencies that pop up. However, I would say your your work is built around the majority of things actually being a legit emergency. So I think that that says a lot with a plan of attack that identifies when is the optimal time for me to be able to get something done and then navigate it from there versus the, all right, well, I'm going into work today and we're going to try and squeeze it in where we can. So I think that that is, um, that's a super, super smart approach. So definitely got, so you got those done out of curiosity around what day ish, um, do you, do you recall that you had the, um, the interruption like the four um, or five times you know it was probably fairly early um it would i would man 
probably about day 25. And so I was like, okay, it's day 25. Like I could work through this, you know, I could start over. Uh, it's not, I mean, I, I kind of was like the fourth time I had said, you know what, if I get interrupted on this one, like I'm done, I'm just going to start over tomorrow and it's fine. It is what it is. And then I came back and I was like, you know what? Like I've already came 25 days. I can't quit. Yeah. I can't quit now. Okay. Gotcha. That definitely, <laughs> that would be probably one of many times that you're tested. But um, I think what's interesting too, is that you continued to persevere knowing that that particular situation could potentially pop up for the next however many days that you had left. You know, it's, it's like taking a road trip and then you have a flat tire. Okay, you repair the flat tire. And you're like, well, I, I'm going to keep going on this road trip because it, it's a flat tire. Like, what are the chances that that's going to happen again? But if, but if I were to tell you, hey, there's potential nails on the highway at about 15 other exits before you're going to get to your spot, you might rethink that, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, here's the thing about it, though, is that it's just not the type of person I am. Like, I, you, you know, I, I finished this on the first go uh, it, because I'm just very, like, I have this thing inside of me that if I commit to something and I, I don't, if I don't complete it, I'm really hard on myself. And so I have this thing where like, I, when I do something, I have to do it or I'm never going to feel satisfied. And I knew uh, in that moment that I would, I would be satisfied if I failed and then completed, but I would still always have this dissatisfaction in the back of my mind that I didn't do it on my first go around. And so when I had that in, in mind, I said, you know, I, I have to do this thing. And here's the thing is that, I could have totally been like, oh, yeah, I did 75 hard, you know, because I, I'm sure I, I don't want to say that there are people, yeah, but there, I, you know, I'm sure there's people. That there are people. Go, well, I can, I can confirm for times, you like, that there are people who, who have done that. Uh, but that's just sure. not right. And so, you know, and that's just not who I am. That's not like the, the, that's not the character that I have. And so I knew for me, for the space that I'm in, that I, I had to do it. I had no option, uh, you know. I keep on hearing a lot of people, it's like plan, you know, they have plan A and then plan B. I just don't give myself yeah. the plan B. I just don't. I just say like, hey, I'm doing plan A. There's, there's no other option, you know? And then if it doesn't happen, I figure out how to make it work, you know, or I figure out how to pivot. And so that's kind of the, that's the mindset I went into with this. Like, hey, I'm going to do this thing no matter the circumstance. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. Uh, so you've got the workouts so two workouts per day then uh an additional task is you have to take a progress photo each day uh what was your plan around that how did you execute that any challenges that you came up with that one so that's another one that's fairly funny because uh you know andy says like hey take a progress figure i chose to do it with my shirt off because i wanted to really see my my um transformation and i'm actually going to be putting a video here together soon to, to show that because it's unreal my transformation that I had. Um, but I would make sure I did it first thing in the morning um, at my house. But there was always that second day of at work where I'm like, I, the last thing I want is one of the guys to walk in on me taking a picture of myself, you know, because it's a fairly personal oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. 
it's a little embarrassing. Like, what are you doing, dude? Taking a selfie of yourself with the shirt off? Like, what's up, bro? You know? And so what I did is that I, when I, nobody's up in the morning. I have a crew that they all sleep till seven in the morning. Okay. And so what I did is, is I got up at, and right before I did my outdoor walk at that, you know, anywhere between four and 5 a.m. start time, I would just snap a, a photo then because I knew nobody was going to, I knew nobody was going to walk in. However, there was one time that I had just slid my shirt back on and I was opening the bathroom door and one of my coworkers was walking in. And I was like, <laughs> so glad they didn't walk in right in the middle of me snapping the shot. Yeah, I could, I could only, <laughs> I can only imagine like they'd give you just a bunch of crap for that. Oh sure. yeah. It would have, I would have never heard that end of it for sure. <laughs> I could only imagine. Okay. And uh, so what I take away from that one too is, uh, I know you've read Atomic Habits, but that that habit linking piece of, okay, well, you know, right before I go on my walk, I'm going to do this. Or, you know, at home having some particular sort of, um, some sort of process. I know for myself, and I've mentioned this on a previous episode uh, when I was interviewing my buddy Kyle, who has completed it also was for me, it's get up in the morning, use the restroom, go ahead and snap it. Uh, then as soon as uh, I'm done going to the bathroom in the morning, not to give anybody any graphic details, but that's just the easiest way for me to remember to do it. Uh, otherwise, there's a good chance that I will just absolutely forget to do it. Uh, I just knew that what would what would potentially derail me was not going to be typically the workouts or anything like that. It was going to be those little those little tasks that seem like the thing you can push off until later that you don't really need to schedule for, you know. So that too that is that is super funny. Uh, well, it's funny you say that push off thing. I do want to throw in that for me. I tried. I tried my. It, you know, there was some days I just couldn't, but I tried to have all my tasks complete by noon that I had control over. Um, because it just made, I felt like if I had it done by noon, I was set up for success. It was the days that I didn't complete my task by noon that I started to sweat it a little bit. Like, oh man, yeah, I still have these things to do. Yeah, I can feel you on that too. Uh, the outdoor walk for me, uh, there were a few times that I've had to walk outside um, in the evening and not my favorite thing to do. And it's just, yeah, my energy level, it's, it's just not the same energy. So yeah, again, we're going back to optimal time, like trying to optimize that time frame as best as you can. Uh, okay. So then, so we've got workouts. So two workouts, we've got the progress photo. Um, then we've got 10 pages of reading. And I know that this one, we joke on the daily intentions call that you always, you, you're like the lifetime achievement overachiever uh, award because we'll be on a call on Monday. And then the next day, you know, Nick will say, yeah, I, I finished that book yesterday. And not like he's, he finished the last 20 pages of it. It's I started and finished that book <laughs> in a day. So I'm curious, what was your, uh, what was your tactic going into the 10 pages of reading? Uh, I got to be honest with you. I, I before seventy five hard, I was not a huge reader. No. Um, I started really reading. Um, I really started reading just about the time that we went into um, quarantine. Maybe a little bit before that. I have been dabbling in reading a little bit, and when when quarantine happened, I was like, man, I really need to start reading. And then I realized how much I got out of it, and I like 
as you probably are starting to recognize everything I do, I do really hard or I do like really over the top or I get really involved. And so that's been my thing. Like now I'm reading and now I'm like, I, I, I just want that knowledge. And so with the reading, uh, honestly, I just, any moment I had available to me, I was reading out of a book. Um, so any, any downtime instead of in the past where I would scroll my phone or I would listen to music or I would um, fill my space with other things, I filled that downtime with reading. And so once I programmed my mind to that, there was never an issue of, of getting my reading in. In fact, the last day of 75 Hard, I read 75 pages. Um, and that was just to, I, I really wanted to nail this thing in and, and just go, hey, I want to remember what I did. Uh, and so, you know, I finished it out with, with 75 pages of reading that day. Yeah, of, of course, you, you had to go go extra on that last on that last day yeah so out of the uh remind me how many books you finished during that 75 day period seven books seven books total. okay and and 10 10 audio books oh wow so 10, 10 audios and seven seven uh actual physical books because it, it does, one of the rules is is that the book has to be a physical book right right so uh, yeah, I would fill it with yeah seven books total, but yeah, I also threw in ten audios. Okay, out of the seven books that you read, what is the one that you felt like has had the most impact? Will will have the most impact going forward for you? Out of those seven, um, I gotta tell you, probably Extreme Ownership was yeah, one the, of my favorite. The Jocko Willink Leaf Babin book. Yeah, it yeah. was a really good book, and it just it just made me recognize like I need to own my own stuff, you know. Because th there's times where I would definitely push the blame off on other people, uh, and my situations blame other other things or or whatever, and and just recognizing like, hey, I just need to take ownership of what my part of this is. Uh, and then second, that Atomic Habits was a great book. I mean, it really yeah. was. That that one's just a game changer for sure. Yeah, I um, I've read both of those and the way that i process it is they could make a really good one-two duo of extreme ownership gives you the principles to get you in the space to make some sort of change and then atomic habits provides the the roadmap for how to start that journey itself. Mm -hmm. So um, I've actually come up with a, a few different kind of couplets when people are suggesting, hey, what are suggest or asking for suggestions on what kind of books do you think I could read to kind of get things started and whatnot? I'm like, uh, Atomic Habits is a, a really good one as far as getting you going on executing things. Uh, but if you're not in the mindset yet, then, you know, something that would allow you to get in that mindset. Extreme ownership is a fantastic one. And there's even, I think, depending on who you're talking to, if you've got somebody who's just, you know, well, I don't know if I could read a whole book or anything like that. You just get them one chapter, you know, pick the particular tactic that you think would work for that individual, have them read that one yeah. chapter and they're going to be hooked. So then they're going to go back and read the whole thing. Um, I just finished that book myself last week and it's, yeah, that is a solid, solid book. One thing I do want to throw in, uh, one other book that it's been super beneficial to me is I, this one I didn't actually physically read. I, I listened to this one and the reason I listened to it was because there's extras um, when you listen to it on audible. 
Um, and that's David Goggins book and that dude, Oh my goodness. I mean, if you want to recognize how much potential you have inside of you, like listen to that book or read that book, I would recommend listening to it because uh, they read the book and then he actually comes in and commentates about the chapters and gives a little bit more in depth, kind of like podcast style of individual chapter. And that book, I was like mind blown that dude that dude is legit. Like he is a beast. Yeah. He's, he is, that's not even the 1%. That's the point. point, oh, one. <laughs> yeah. He's the point yeah. one billionth of a percent like that. Yeah. That yeah. guy's mindset is, it, it's almost terrifying because he's like, he, that dude is locked in. Yeah. All right. Um, so you've got the workouts, we've got the progress photo, we've got the 10 pages of reading. Uh, then you've got a gallon of water every day. How wh- <laughs> walk me through that one because fire oh, calls and yeah. Oh, this one was really difficult. And so I learned that if I drank all my, my gallon before noon, that I would have a period where I had to use the restroom every 15 minutes and I would just get through it. And then in the afternoon, I wouldn't have the struggle bus. So rather than have the struggle bus all day long, especially at work, I was like, okay, if I do this before noon, I'm going to have to pee every 20 minutes and that's okay. And I can deal with that. There was a few times where I was like, oh my gosh, we I, like, I, I got to tell you, I, nobody knows this, but there was a time I slid into somebody's restroom in their home, like nonchalantly, <laughs> like we're in this person's home and everybody's in the back bedroom. And I'm like, <laughs> looking around, I'm like, they're not going to know. And I just slid in, I used the restroom. Oh, I was like, I man. gotta go. Yeah. You're like, let me, um, hold on. Let me do a safety check back here yeah, but i'm gonna back run to the medic unit real quick like they were super distracted and i just slid into the bathroom I, I was like i just don't even care right now because i had to go so bad well question for you what was your water intake like uh before this if you had to take a guess or was it something that you paid a lot of attention to i never paid attention to it really? ever. okay this is one of my things that i was definitely lacking in for sure okay um, you know and trying to keep it you know it the color of your uh, of your urine, mm-hmm. I I really recognized once I started drinking how dehydrated I have been in the past. Because I was, I'm like, okay, I'm clear all the time. Whereas before, like looking back, I was always like a a pretty dark yellow. Yeah, um, you know, a, like a medium to dark yellow. And looking back now, I'm like, man, my body could. I mean, it m- must have been you know not optimal at all. And I'm curious if, because right now my energy levels are through the roof and I'm curious, and I'm actually confident that a lot of that is because of my water intake. Yeah. And you, the, the health benefits, I mean, you could do a, a complete series on the health benefits of water and intaking enough water. And when I have people, uh, you know, I don't dabble as much in nutrition any longer. I'm primarily focused on training, but uh, when people ask me about just some of the basics to really dial in. Uh, that is one of the basics that I'm like, you, you are not going to believe all of the fringe benefits and just the basic benefits that you get from water. And when somebody comes to me and says, you know, that they want to do a cleanse or whatever it might be, I'm like, just 
let's just start with your water intake because to your point too, and we use that as kind of a measuring stick, the, we're going off in a different direction, but the color of your urine, a lot of people feel like, oh, well, yeah, it's not like super dark. I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of like picking paint for a wall. You don't think that that green is that dark until you see a super, super light, like mint green. And then you're like, oh yeah, that the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like just, Whoa. yeah, just cause it's maybe not as bad as it was before. doesn't mean that it's actually optimal and that you're not you, that you're actually hydrated the way that you should be. But you learn real quick that a gallon is a whole lot more than you think it is. <laughs> like looking at a jug doesn't do it, it justice. Sure. And I have this, I wish I would have had it in here with me that I've been carrying with. It's a Brio bottle and it's a 60 ounce, um, it's a 60 ounce steel container. And that's just, I, I know two of those plus one glass. Right. It's 120, the 128 ounces to get the, to get your gallon. Yeah. So I just do two of those plus my, plus my one glass of water. Um, and so that's, you know, like I said, I would get through that by noon and that, that was rough. However, that's something that I will continue to do. I am not going to drink it all before noon uh, because I do not enjoy <laughs> having to use the restroom every 20 minutes. Understandable. But I, I will continue to drink water like that every day for the rest of my life. Like I intend to ne never stop that. Yeah, that's definitely one of those um, one of those habits that will benefit for the rest of your life for sure. Um, all right, and then I believe I've covered everything except for dieting. So staying consistent with some sort of a nutrition plan. Uh, I didn't mean to say dieting. So a diet. Uh, so consistency with that. So talk to me a bit about how you how you attacked that. I know you're working directly with uh, a very good coach and um, talk to me about your approach and how you also, how the coaching helped get you through that. Because I'm going to imagine that, that April was a pretty integral part of that particular um, strategy. Absolutely. Absolutely. She was, she um, really helped me hone into a lot of things that I was not doing correctly. Um, but for me, the nutrition thing uh, you know, I, I'm counting macros. So if you guys don't know, that was my my approach to, to dieting was actually counting macros. Um, and there's a couple things that I learned. Uh, number one, I have to not eat chicken and rice. Like that does not cut it for me. I can't do it. And before those of you who are thinking about going onto a macro style diet, and you own, the only thing you know is your friends that eat chicken and rice, I just want to encourage you and say like, that is not the only way to count macros. That is not the only way. And I thought that was the only way. I'm super grateful that it's not because I'm super grateful for the way that I have figured out how to maneuver through it. Um, and so the big things that I did to set myself up for success were planning out my day one day before, especially when it came to work. Um, and so I, the day before I left for work, I would plan out one day of meals and I would make those meals the same both days. It just made it a lot easier with the mind work for me. Um, we, April and myself decided that it was in the best interest of myself to not be in a calorie deficit while I was at work. Uh, the reason being is because the, sh the strenuous of at often, you know, there's some shifts where I'll get three hours and 48 hours of sleep. And so to, on top of that, put yourself into a deficit calorie wise, it was not working for me. And so actually when we put me into, um, refeed days, both both days at work, I actually started to see a significant drop in weight. In fact, there were several times where I would go and then I would have nothing, 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 and then drop five pounds. And then nothing, 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 drop five pounds. Um, 
So the big thing for the diet for me was, was planning it out, um, weighing, you know, weighing all my stuff, recognizing what true serving sizes were, recognizing how much fat I was eating before I started tracking stuff. You know, I had no clue how much fat I was eating. I was eating a significant amount of fat, um, you know, and just saying and figuring out how to maneuver saying no to the treats at work was, that was, that was a big hard thing to do. However, now that I'm through it, it's so amazing to have control over that and be able to say, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I, uh, I remember when you would, you would shoot us cause we're in a group chat and you'd shoot us like a couple of photos, like guys, I'm trying to stay strong, but these people, they just don't want me to win. Yeah. Cause everybody, yeah. you know, people mean well too, cause they're dropping stuff by to say thank you. And, you know, thanks for doing what you do, especially during, um, during quarantine and whatnot. And then, you know, it's, it's cupcakes, it's cookies, it's cake. Nobody, or very rarely do people drop by to say thank you with a massive salad. You know, that's not really yeah, the, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's the way it goes usually. So that's, that's interesting. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I find really interesting too, is that, uh, that specific strategy around building that plan. So following, following a plan, a nutrition plan, a diet, many times people feel like, okay, that means I only eat these specific foods. And because of our link with pop and things like that, like we, we know that there's way more to it than just that. In fact, that that's might, that might not even be the most important piece, but what I really hear you saying, and that I'm pulling out of this is it was about for you, not only what you're eating because he does identify. So the plan is, you know, you, you don't have cheat meals uh, and there's no alcohol, forgot to mention that. So no alcohol, but other than that, it, it's do your thing, you know, like you can, you decide which foods you're going to eat, but there's nothing that's what would be considered unhealthy or whatever it may be. But your plan was really specifically built around your lifestyle. So while there were still sacrifices that needed to be made as far as maybe not indulging or not maybe, but not indulging in the things that you would have previously indulged in, I think that in some way it helps to not make it easier, but ease some of the stress of, of the rigidity of the program, because it is a rigid program. You have to right. follow it and it's very strict, but I think that that can ease some of the stress by identifying, okay, I've got a plan and I'm also working with a coach who's building a plan specifically around my lifestyle. Like a plan for you is not the same as a plan for me. I don't work three, four days in a row. That's not my, or yeah, literally three, four days in a row. I don't work that. That's not my life. I may work three to four shifts in a row, but those shifts are somewhere from eight to 10 hours. They're not 24 right. hour shifts, you know? So I think that that's, I think that's something that shouldn't be lost on folks, uh, that it is possible to follow macros and still have some structure around following macros. I think sometimes people think macros is just pop tarts and donuts. Like they seriously think that that right. vibe is still out there, you know, yeah, which is crazy to me. Like, because if you eat food that is good for you, you feel so much different than you, when you're eating pop tarts and candy, you know, um, one of the big things I do want to kind of talk to you about right now is 
behind my diet is that I've learned certain things to really help me be successful in my diet. Uh, like I like to eat the magic spoon cereal and that stuff is a protein cereal that gives you the satisfaction of eating cereal, but it's all clean, good ingredients, right? And so it's, it's the satisfaction of, Hey, I'm eating cereal, but you're not eating cereal. You're actually eating something that's really good for you and very clean. Yeah. And, um, you know, like the Abbey's better butter, you know, it's, it's almond butter with all natural ingredients. It's not all these added extra stuff. Um, and so that was some of the hat, well, I'll call them hacks that I used is that, you know, I had those things and obviously you can't, I'm like almond butter is prime example. You can't eat four tablespoons, six tablespoons of almond butter, like you get two, right? So you have to have some type of control over it. But when you have those things, it gives you the ability to uh, maneuver through your diet. For me, those things are super key. And that's really helped me with my diet is being able to maneuver through that stuff and just, you know, having those things available to me. Um, the flavor God seasonings. I don't know if you're familiar with those, but uh, you know, for me, foods that are bland really suck. <laughs> like I don't want to eat foods that are bland. That's yeah, understandable. So when you, yeah. When you have flavor, the flavor God seasonings and you use that to season up your stuff uh, and then you use like say salsa on it, you've got this super low calorie addition to your food and it still tastes good. It's not chicken bland and, and rice. Yeah. All right. Well, so we've covered, I think we've covered all of the different aspects. I think hopefully I'm not missing out on anything, but I tried to try to take a mental inventory as we were going through. Uh, so I really appreciate you being able to share your insight on that. So now having, as I say, like cross to the other side, how would you describe yourself now? Biggest, so biggest learnings and just in general, when somebody says, okay, you know, you've talked to us about some of the habits that you had before, who is Nick now and how did 75 hard help you become who you are now? I'm a completely different person. You know, there are certain things that I took from 75 hard. Um, and you know, I don't, I've kind of mentioned it somewhat to you, but I want to push into live hard now. Uh, I'm getting a pretty, pretty hard crush to go into that. I realized for me that I have to have some type of something that I'm working towards. I thrive off from working towards something. And so if I have some type of direction, something to work towards, I thrive in that situation. Uh, you know, I've learned that I enjoy reading. I've learned that I enjoy growing. I've learned that I have control over my diet. I've learned that I don't want to go back to the way that I was before. You know, I, I, chose the past two days to not track and just to give myself a break. And I got to tell you this morning when I woke up, I was ready to go back and track. I, I gained nine pounds in two days from not tracking. Um, and it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like it'll be gone in no time. Um, you know, my, my energy levels were down, my gut hurt. Um, you know, and I just, I didn't eat terrible. I just didn't eat the things that I was used to eating, you know? And so like this morning when I woke up, I was ready to be back onto my, my plan. I was ready to be back into the, the groove of things because I have bigger aspirations that I'm working towards now. I have, you know, I, I'm, it's funny. I heard somebody say this and it really resonated with me is that I'm blissfully dissatisfied. I'm happy that I got through this 
However, I'm not completely satisfied as, as to where I am and I'm, I'm seeking more. And so although I, 200, I was 218 pounds, not today, I will be back there in no time. I was, you know, 207, actually 217.8, I think is where I ended up at. I recognize that I have more inside of me. Like I can go down more, right? I can get leaner. I have a lot more inside of me. I'm taking a, a time to kind of slow down and I am going to maintain for a month to give my body some time to recover. Uh, and so, but that, what, the, what that recovery is going to look like is that going to look like being on a diet, being specific in what I'm eating. Yes, I may be not in a deficit, but I'm not going to just eat junk. Like I'm going to still weigh, I'm going to still be mindful in what I'm eating and I'm going to be directful and, you know, purposeful in what I'm, I'm, I'm eating every day. Yeah. So, okay. So big, big learnings from that. And again, I, I can't thank you enough for being able to share um, some of those learnings. And I like the fact that uh, I'm getting, I'm getting from you, like just very specific directional, like this is who I am now. This is what I've learned. These are the things that have helped drive my success. And I would even say you will still continue to learn more about yourself from that experience as you then get into future situations. And then you go back and you're like, man, actually, I remember a time during 75 hard where I was faced with a similar challenge and here's what I did. Uh, I think one of the things that I really enjoy about uh, talking to people about the 75 hard program is the fact that it gives, it, it builds the bank of experience um, as we call it at work. We call this bank of experiences. And, um, while it won't necessarily always provide, okay, well, this is exactly what you do in this situation. It's then the next time that you're in a situation where something, the outcome wasn't exactly what you wanted, or the plan didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. You have 75 days of experience where you were locked into a, a handful of specific things that had to be had to be done, and more likely than not, there was never a two to three day stretch where absolutely all of those things fell into line exactly the way that you planned them. So it's kind of those that whole like, well, I've been here before in some way, shape, or form. There's a way that I can pull from that experience and then help me move forward. So that's one of the things that I really. Um, I really enjoy about talking to you and other people about going through the program because I think it just gives you such a bank of experience to pull from. It's kind of like going through a 75-day intensive course to really yeah. dig in and learn about yourself. You're going to be able to pull from that for the rest of your life now. Right. And I mean, that whole saying, we ain't the same, like that's legit because you just cannot be the same. If you complete this thing as a whole, you can never be the same. You just can't because you recognize like, hey, I can't go back to the way I was. It's just not an option anymore because I want so much more. Yeah. And I think uh, that that's a very good point. And we're about to wrap it up here. But um, I, I know for myself, uh, my first attempt at it, and I use the language attempt just because the first time that I went through it, I thought I was following it as I had translated it. However, I was not. So I'm currently going through it right now. I uh, think I'm uh, 17 days away here. So I'm going through it right now, uh, following it the way that it has now been re-clarified for me. Uh, but I think that something that I've taken out of it and that I have heard from every single person, even those who have not completed it, uh, 
the one thing that they've all said is I've realized that I, that I do have time to get things done. So even if they, they dropped out on day 15, day 19, day 68, whatever it was, there was a certain amount of time, a certain number of days that they made it happen. Now, whether it's because it wasn't sustainable the way they planned it, or just they lost the desire, whatever it may be, like, I'm not here to judge people on why it didn't happen, uh, or they got injured, whatever it might be, like that, that stuff, that stuff does happen. I think that you can still pull a lesson out of it in productivity and being mm-hmm. able to identify, um, being able to identify, you know what, if there's something that I truly am committed to and I truly want to get it done, I can find a way to get it done. Uh, would you, would you agree, disagree? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, there's always time of the day. You may think there's not, but there is. Yeah. And I would say that we all can operate at a higher level than we think we can. You know, there is more inside of you than you even realize. You just need to find it. And once you find it and you unleash it, it's unreal what we all can do and what we all have inside of us. Yeah, big time. All right. So uh, in wrapping up here, last question I would have for you is uh, for someone who is considering doing 75 hard, uh, what are a couple of things that you wish wished you had known at the beginning that you know now that um, not would have set you up for success because you were successful, you finished it. However, what are a couple of things that you would suggest to someone to make sure that they take into account going into it that maybe you had not taken into account or maybe felt like you got better, better educated on as you went through the process? Any, if you got a couple of things you could possibly throw out. Yeah. Um, there's, there's two and very specific things. Okay. Um, number one, you are not, um, you are not exempt from something bad or something getting in your way for this thing. Prime example, thinking that you're going to never have to walk in the rain. It's going to happen. I promise you, whether you like it or not, you're going to get rained on, snowed on. It's going to be really hot. Some type of uncomfortable thing in the outdoor portion is going to happen. I promise you. So if you think you're exempt from it, like you're wrong. Um, And number two is that um, have a plan every day on how you're going to complete those tasks. Like a, like a, you know, a time blocking, some type of plan of how you're going to execute it in the day. And then when you get to the end of the day to make sure that you did everything. So take, I would every night at seven o'clock stop and go, Hey, have I done this, 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 this. So, because then you can check it and go, oh man, dang it, I didn't do this or I didn't do that. You know, so just rechecking yourself because there are a few days where I did that rechecking myself and I was like, oh, I need to take a progress pick or, oh, I need to finish a little bit more water or I need to whatever it may be. So, yeah, I think those are the, the biggest takeaways for me if you want to be successful at, yeah. through this. So I'm, I'm recapping that as number one, expect something to get in your way. It's going to happen. You're, you're going to have a, a bad event, an unplanned event, whatever it may be. And then t- uh, with your second point, I feel like you're putting me on blast because you know that that reading, it got me. 
<laughs> caught yeah. me, ended up falling asleep without, uh, without finishing the last five pages, but, um, having a plan. Now are you specifically saying having plan out each day versus this is my plan for the week, so to speak. Right. Yes. Right. Because that's where agree. I found myself way more successful is because every day is a different, like you're going to have things that are different every day. So planning out that day for that day, because there may be some way you did it yesterday, but that's not going to work for today. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and the reason that I started doing what I was doing with the, the checking myself at the end of the day was because of what happened to you. So I was like, Oh man, <laughs> I know. Like yeah. I was, I was like, I could totally have that happen to me. So I was like, I better start checking myself. And once I did start checking myself, I mean, I, I really do owe it to you because I, there may have been a time where I would have failed had I not checked. Yeah. Well, yeah, Hey, that's what I'm here for to walk you through. Don't do it. Don't do it oh, my way. It. Like the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, but I definitely agree um, with that aspect of have a plan each day. And in wrapping that up, that's, that is exactly why I am so adamant around having an intention every single day. Cause basically you just defined why it's important to go into each day with doing at least one thing on purpose. Doesn't matter how big or small it is if you're trying to quantify it. But at the end of the day, you should be able to say there is one thing that I did on purpose. Even if it didn't turn out the way it was supposed to, hopefully you just did it on purpose because the more that you build that up, you build, you build intention on top of intention on top of intention. You can look back after a week, a month, three months, a year, and you can say, I, I did that. Like I owned, I owned my life. I owned that task, whatever it might be for at least X amount of days. So that's, um, that I just went off on a tangent, but that's why I'm so adamant around whatever you do, just do it on purpose and then just learn from it, like figure it out from there. So I think that's huge. Good agree, Mark. Yeah. Good All right. Well, um, so real quick, as we wrap up, uh, if folks want to connect with you, get a hold of you, if you can just recap how they can get a hold of you and then also uh, where they can find your podcast and all that good stuff. Absolutely. I appreciate that. So uh, you can find me on Instagram at building grit uh, and there is a underscore building underscore grit. Um, you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the major ones. Um, and my podcast is Building Grit One Call at a Time. Yeah. And I just want to say, JK, I really appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. And this, I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, for sure. We could, I mean, you know, we could keep going, but um, you've, you've been on a multiple day shift. So hopefully you're going to get some rest and relaxation. We know how important that sleep and that recharge is. And uh, yeah, thanks again for being on. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'll talk to you in the morning, I guess. Right. Sounds, sounds right. good. I look forward to it. All right. Take it easy, man. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. If you've made it this far, I just want to say yet again, thank you for choosing to press play and listen to today's episode of the Help Me Understand podcast. If you could do me a favor and if you enjoyed today's episode, I would sincerely appreciate it if you hopped on to Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, and left us a rating and a review. My intention with this particular podcast is just to try and present a perspective that at least one person, including myself, may not have had 
before pressing play on this particular episode. If you'd like to reach out to me directly, the easiest way is to reach me on Instagram. The podcast page is help me understand underscore podcast, or also you can reach me at coach JK underscore the muscle feed. And both of those are directly on Instagram. Again, thank you so much for choosing to press play today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode.